Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Moan. What's the word? Kansas City, a happy Monday to the KC Morning Host. Happy Memorial Day. How about that? Thank you to all those who served, gave their all, so that I could do this, so I could speculate blindly, moisturize too much for a living. Busy weekend. Hope you all are having a fantastic holiday weekend. By the way, we deserve more days off for, like, you know, non-bummer reasons. We can all agree on that, right? On the show today, my friends, we do a little sports thing. Josh Briscoe, the host of Almost Entirely Sports over at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And after that, got a real treat for you. We're going to hit play on something. It's a live recording done right here. Yes, right here in Kansas City. I was present for it back when I was over at 96.5 The Buzz. We had this guy come to town. And let me tell you, a real raconteur he is. He's been in many bands. And on this Memorial Day, which is, I think, maybe perfect weather, certainly not dead weather, I think that this guy, we just got to hit play. Now, I'm not going to say who this is because I'm not entirely sure if I'm legally allowed to play any of this but we're gonna do it anyway rate review subscribe do that thing you do kansas city my name's arsel we'll see you in the morning bye going straight to one place right to kansas city the kc morning show sports let's do a sports thing he is the host of Almost entirely sports. Josh Briscoe with Sports Radio 810 WHB. My brother, plug that time. Please let these folks know when they can hear you. Oh, you just, you look, you turn on your radio dial, you wander around on a weeknight evening, somewhere between the hours of 7 and 10. There's a decent chance you'll hear these dulcet tones. But you know how it goes, Hart, so I don't have to explain this to you. The nighttime radio existence is one for strange creatures and strange schedules. So, uh, that's why we put up the podcast also. We know these beautiful people know where podcasts are found, so you can uh, you can search for almost entirely sports wherever you get your podcast. You can find it there also. He's also ahead of the curb. He's streaming this thing on all the internets, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Twitches. What's the Twitch stream, Josh? I'm Twitchy. We stream the show on Twitch on the Sports Radio 810 Twitch feed. Lots of video there. I'm at JB Briscoe on every social media platform. Honestly, I wish that we were still in a time of life where like Among Us was still really happening. Because I feel like now with you on the 810 side of the fence, you're in the family now. We really could have made some excellent streaming content, but I feel like now we just got to like, I don't know, can we get you good at Rocket League? Are you good at Rocket League? I am so bad at Rocket League that it might be entertaining <laughs> to watch. The, the video stream has been real near and dear to my heart since uh, since almost entirely sports started over on the, uh, the ESPN Kansas City side. So we sparked up the, the 810 Twitch a while back and... Uh, you you get to you get to see the show, watch the show, listen to the show. I, I'm just you know again. Some of us are just out here to be seen, I guess, to a level that has us creating uh, Twitch channels left and right. What you're trying to say is that some of us are self-aware enough to know that we're pretty and we need to be seen. We got to get the people. <laughs> And then some of us are even more self-aware than what you just said, and you start self-doubt, and that's where that whole cycle goes. But you're the perfect amount of of self-aware. I, I think 
there's a there's a self-aware and, and delusion balance to find and uh, i like to think both of us are pretty close to that sweet spot my brother how are you doing how is life i mean let's yeah talk about sports and all that nonsense but also let's talk about life and how are you man what keeps you still doing this silliness that we call a job every day it's funny it's such a big open-ended question that there's probably a million like okay answers to it and no no perfect answer right or just like oh, i don't know i mean it, it is all ridiculous like that part helps but honestly i mean for me the the stuff that i have the most fun doing is uh, is honestly in, in conversations like this one and sometimes they're on air and sometimes they're not the performative aspect to it all you know for me looking even over at the sports side of everything like it's it, it is something that that does fill and pass the time and in, in a way that i think you can make that feel like junk food or it can be the the indulgence that you take and so then to be in a spot where you know we can yell about how miserable the Royals are or whatever it is, is a kind of hilarious existence because we are being very serious about a very silly sport that became very serious. All of that to me has not lost its luster, the, the conversation of it all and learning more about all of that. All of that's still legitimately fun to me. And, and then you also have stuff way outside the sports realm, which is where I want to go. Like I, I thought I might talk about this on a, a recent or upcoming AES. We've had weird schedules. Like I just want to talk about Prehistoric Planet, the Apple TV Plus show. Like, that's my whole deal right now, and I have not yet gotten able to talk about that on the radio, so that's what immediately came to mind when, yes, I was passing the time. All right, Josh, I need you right now on the record on this your KC Morning Show to make your pitch for, what's it, the prehistoric what? Oh, God. Okay, so do you legit not know what this is? I do not know what this is. Give it to me. Give me that pitch. Let me prehistoric pitch. Let me push some prehistory to you here. So, Prehistoric <laughs> Planet is a show on Apple TV+. Plus. Look, they've got Ted Lasso, and they've got Severance. I haven't watched Severance yet. I've heard it's great. Ted Lasso's excellent. I will legitimately keep paying five or six bucks a month for the rest of time to Apple just to keep having access to Prehistoric Planet. <laughs> what it is, is a David Attenborough-narrated Planet Earth-style documentary with dinosaurs. Now you might say, Josh, how'd they get that footage? Those dinosaurs have been dead for a very, very, very long time. Years even. I would say you're already ahead of me. You have these CGI recreations of what, what these scientists believe dinosaurs now to have to have looked like and then also to have acted like. Um, you get the behavioral little quirks of like modern day birds and modern day reptiles that we believe dinosaurs share all of this past DNA with. I've told people this, whenever you go to watch it, go in with 50% documentary brain and 50% Jurassic Park brain. And Hartzell, it's the it's so, it's so freaking good. It is like watching a nature documentary about dinosaurs, which is something that I was, you know, obsessed with as a child. And then I guess stopped being obsessed with for a little while. And then this show brought it all back to me. It, it is one of the most charming and also relatively like wholesome. Like anybody can watch it. There's, you know, it's an animal documentary. You got deaths and you've got mating dances and whatnot. But man, it, it is it is such a good show that I, I legitimately think that everyone who can watch it should watch it. I'm I don't know if I can add you to my family plan for my Apple login, but I, I will do it for you. I'll give you six bucks to buy a month of it. There's five episodes. Josh Briscoe, there's a reason why you call it almost entirely sports. And you know, yeah. there was a time <laughs> 
right. When I think a lot of folks would have said that you are ahead of the curve. Well, you were ahead of the curve. I think what you're doing, the style of your sports. I mean, it's the mainstream now. Yes, we can get the, the X's and the O's, but your expertise can only go so far. I think folks now are realizing that sports is a mirror of life and pop culture. And you got to bring all that into the programming now, right? Yeah, well, 100%. And you're right. To look at the way the space has evolved on a lot of ways has been really encouraging to me because I'm just happy to see this again this whole show is about evolution i guess i've been happy to see this this dinosaur industry of, of all of sports talking and everything and debate and whatnot i've been pretty happy to see how it's evolved over the years partially because you get you get a little bit of a, of a democratization if you will with everybody having a platform casey morning show wouldn't have existed in this format because this format wouldn't have existed well, what five or six years ago even and certainly 10 or 15 or 20. absolutely um and so Partially, you have stuff like that where, like, I'm not, like, a diehard Pat McAfee guy at one way or the other. But he would not have risen to where he is right now in the sports media landscape. He's a former punter who retired probably a little earlier than he needed to, bet on himself, created this, this multi-million dollar media empire now. Uh, I've always been a big Dan Levitard show listener and fan, and, and they have evolved. They left ESPN, and now they're doing their own thing. And pardon my take, which is a part of Barstool. I'm going to just tell you, Barstool, you shouldn't. Don't. Sucks. It's not good. It's not good. But pardon my take has essentially kind of operated as their own embassy to sanity within Barstool. You know, you've got to have little country embassies in, in larger, much less cool countries, I guess. I don't know. You see this evolution where, where sports, you mentioned sports as a mirror, and I, I think that that's great. I also think sports is a medium where you can, you know, use whatever type of paint or markers or crayons or colored pencils or whatever to, to draw or, or, or make whatever your art is. And I think sports is also that in this space where you can you can make it a, a, a jumping off point for a larger societal point. You can make it a jumping off point to make dumb jokes about your friend's favorite team losing and build that sort of camaraderie that, that everybody who grew up around sports recognizes. So the thing that frustrates me so deeply is whenever anybody would argue that, that coverage of sports has one form that it should take over the other. When in reality, I, I think you can make it anything you want if you've got a little uh, creativity to get to it. So much of sports ends up being gatekeeping and the way that you're doing it yeah. opening it up like this it's an inclusive experience and if you don't mind me asking you know you you got a little sick not too long ago like to the point yeah. where uh you, you freaked me out man the yeah. entire city was collectively concerned and we all are so happy now that you're healthy and good to go that through line of your city your community you can tap into that when you're talking to everybody man yeah well i appreciate that yeah so i i was and it was bad it was it got real spooky i don't remember any of the real bad stuff health wise because i was either sedated or delirious for large parts of it that's how i found out i had diabetes the response of all of that i kind of got two directions i could take you on this but i'd love to start with the with the positive and also again like the the, the Kansas City-ness of it all. Waking up in the hospital, my mom was there, which was weird because she lives in Florida now. <laughs> my family lives in Florida. I woke up and my mom was there. I was like, this seems bad. But then kind of waking up through this this fog in the hospital, it was my mom there in person. My dad was on the phone and Renee was in and out. I honestly couldn't tell you if she was hovering over right then. My mom being there was maybe the most jarring part of that. But it was just them talking about how all of these people had reached out and some names of people in the Kansas City area. And I, it was very strange to me because the last thing that I remember, I thought I might have food poisoning. 
And so I wake up and my mom is explaining to me in, in a delirium all of these all these people in the community who have, who have reached out to check on me or, or offer to bring food or whatever. Like it was a very overwhelming experience and it really wasn't for another maybe a day and a half, two days later that it didn't feel awful physically to like look at my phone. Like I could focus and stuff on a screen and I started seeing some of the, the Twitter messages. I mean, it, it took me weeks to see all of the things just through Twitter that, that people had reached out with. Honestly, I probably still missed some in one spot or another. So that as a time to not just sort of embrace Kansas City, which I feel like I've always loved doing here, but to be embraced back again out of that moment was was very, very, very cool in an extremely humbling way. Gotta feel good knowing that, yeah. you know, this thing is working and this city cares about you. They want to do this thing with you, sports or otherwise, almost entirely sports or otherwise. <laughs> what is front and center on your sports radar, man? I mean, the Chiefs kingdom is excited, appears to be a pretty awesome draft. The Royals suck again. Josh Briscoe, yep. <laughs> take it away. Uh, well, I mean, so you, you touched on the two big things there, right? Like that, part of the fun thing of, of being in Kansas City in 2022 is that the Chiefs are interesting and relevant 365 days out of the year. The bad news is the Royals aren't making that any harder. And also you're going to have your, your quiet times from the Chiefs. But yeah, like really interesting Chiefs offseason where you could reasonably look around the rest of the division and not just assume that the Chiefs are going to take it once again. That's been the default for a while now. But there's some legitimate uncertainty because of how much, you know, the offense looks different. We got Tyree Kill defensively. You got a, a huge overhaul of a lot of different spots. You mentioned the draft looks good at this point. You know, we're, we're judging it based off how they looked in college. You know, we don't know how it's going to pan out, but it, it certainly does look good. And then on the baseball side, it, it kind of bums me out because I, I hope that the Royals would at least be interesting through the summer. You know, if, if they could get us to training camp, that would have been great. And they... They got us through May and even barely that. So the NBA playoffs have also been fun, but that's not, I mean, that that's where you're at now. Like watching baseball hurts as much as it's fun at this point, which is a bummer. Because even, even when they win a game as a terrible team, it's still a fun experience. But, but watching your favorite team get, get shellacked for three hours as they dive their way to the worst record in baseball, not, not as fun as it could be. Josh Briscoe, before I let you go, my friend, make the pitch for sports. You know, especially now when Ooh. it seems oh, like it seems like it's so hard for us to collectively watch anything. There is something about that campfire feeling, you know, we're all watching that same thing. We don't know what's about to happen, but we're doing it together. What is your pitch, my brother? I feel very safe on this podcast. I feel very supported talking to you. So you're getting you're getting some things here today. I, I hope too. that not just prehistoric planet. <laughs> Um, it's crazy. I mean, I was asking myself this question. I haven't had this conversation with anyone out loud. So whatever you hear, hit it back at me. Or if I misspeak, give me some grace. But I, I was going through this a couple of days ago, literally a couple of days and thinking, why, why do we care about sports? Why sports? Why do we have to be so competitive all the time? One point of context, I'm a Phoenix Suns basketball fan because my grandparents moved to Arizona when I was little. I needed a basketball team, so I've been a Phoenix Suns fan. Right now I was recording this. I'm looking at a Phoenix Suns 2022 playoff towel that my friend Scott Chasen brought back for me after attending one of these games. This this towel now means pain because they got uh, embarrassed in game seven and it, and it really, it, it's the only sports relationship in my life at this point that I, I think is totally untouched by my job. I've grown up rooting for the Chiefs and the Royals, but it's a little different now because it is a part of my job. I, I certainly would rather see them succeed than fail, but it's just different now. It's a part of my work. Nobody cares what I say about the Phoenix Suns, so I'm still irrational there. The funny thing about sports is that almost everybody, almost all the time, is hurt by them. Like, it, it, is, it is a bad experience more often than it's a good one because at the end of the year, one team wins. 
but at like every level of human history and of human society, we have made sports. <laughs> we, we have to, to play. We have made competitions to compete. We have made sports to watch. And there really is something special about being on a team. And I don't even just mean a team of players, but a team of fans. If you know, and again, for me partially, it's the Suns because it's out of market and different for me. But if I run into somebody and they go, oh, I'm a Suns fan. They see I'm wearing a Suns hat or whatever. There is already something that we have in common there. You know, this is an even bigger conversation. I, I roll my eyes when people talk about how divided we are as a country and that the thing we really need is unity. We know like a lot of cases, that's not true because I don't want to unify with every other opinion that exists. I think lots of them are horrible. So I don't know that we need unity. We need to figure some stuff out. But I do think there is something automatic there in sports where if you do share almost nothing else with the person sitting next to you at a stadium or the person you're tweeting with about the game, there is a created community there. And, and I think it's important to have other communities that aren't just your sports communities because sports communities can be dramatic. And I say this with love, stupid, like dumb. <laughs> I say dumb. My son's group texts are not my S-O-N-S, my S-U-N-S. I don't have any kids. My Phoenix Suns group texts are unhinged, man. I have traded Hall of Famer Chris Paul for Ben Simmons 15 times in a, in a text somewhere. It's a dumb thing. But there, there is something really, there is something very warm about being surrounded by people going through your same created pain. And certainly in your triumphs where you have a parade at the end. Like I, I really do think there is a communal value to sports. Um, I, I think, again, people in sports should have more communities than just that. The people who aren't in sports should should come in and give it a try because all of a sudden the sweatshirt you're wearing at a you know out out and about Kansas City is a a flare shot up to somebody across from you that says, Hey, we have at least this in common and maybe we've got something else to, to build on there. We're all part of the same community. That's why Kansas Cityans dress like tourists. You know, I can't remember. I stole that joke from somebody. But the Kansas Cityans dress like tourists from their own town. We All of our merch says Kansas City on it. We got the big heart with the KC on it. I think the reason I've always even loved that and that joke never bothered me is because, yeah, it's I'm saying I'm on Team Kansas City. Like, we're, we're all in this much together, at least. And, and I do think there's something kind of beautiful in that. Yeah, you know, maybe you've been a fan of the brand for a long time, but if you add some folks in this thing, maybe we might become fans of each other. And I think that's the whole point at the mm. end of the day, right? Absolutely, 100%. Josh Briscoe, where can these folks find you on the internet? Twitter's my main thing. So if you're on Twitter at all, at JB Briscoe, B-R-I-S-C-O. There is no E at the end of Briscoe. That's so important. I'm at Baby Briscoe everywhere on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch and all of that. Almost entirely sports. Weeknights uh, on Sports Radio at 10 WHB. A little bit wonky with the NBA playoffs. Times Ours is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast with The Athletic with uh, Seth Kaiser and Nate Taylor that we all do. And ArrowheadReport.com for all your Chiefs needs. I've also got that. It's a part of the uh, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Network. But if you follow me on Twitter at JD Briscoe, you'll get all the uh, you'll get all the good stuff there. Cute without the E. No, Briscoe without <laughs> That's the right. E. That <laughs> is how yes. I'm going to remember that forever. My yes. brother, I love you, man. I'm so happy. This is the first time. I cannot believe it took this long. What the hell is wrong with me? Look, man, I love you too. I love being here. I love this show. And the idea that people might remember my name through a Taking Back Sunday song title is so perfect to what I should be able to take away from my first Casey Morning Show experience. Your lipstick is calling up by the angel. I know exactly what goes on.
Tremor, I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The Casey Morning Show. Discovered nothing new, but they return on home advances. 
of sad existence close now the creatures of an honor I'm in my garden left to know How do you feel now? Oh, I'm glad you said that. Here's another true story called Hotel Yorba. I was watching. Party, yeah. 
yourself